Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. I am joined as always by Tim. Thank you for that rendition uh, of what the movie's about. Uh, we're here to talk about The Wind. This is a horror movie podcast. Uh, we get together and we talk about horror movies. Uh, the Wind, we'll start spoiler-free, of course. We'll give you a warning before we go to spoilers. This is a horror film that came out in 2018. It is actually the winner of our last Patreon vote. Uh, we had four random movies up for vote on patreon.com slash which we do every month for $5 and up patrons. And there were very random choices because Tim said it's my birthday month. I just want to pick four movies that I want to watch. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Wind was the the victor, and here we are. And yeah, so it's uh, set in the uh, you know the the eighteen hundreds, and it's uh, this middle of nowhere. It's in New Mexico. Uh, it's a kind of a westerny horror movie. Uh, we have this main character Lizzie, who lives with her husband Isaac, out in the middle of nowhere in this sort of uh, this little you know cabin house. And they do a bit of farming, but they've got this new this new set of neighbours that are about a mile away, and they're the only thing they can see in the distance. And the story's told out of order, but something really bad happens with these neighbours where seemingly the wife and her new baby are both dead. That is the start of the movie. And then from there, it continues with Lizzie being left on her own as the husband, you know, goes into town to deal with things. And she kind of like deals with creepy things happening around her. And we get flashbacks throughout as to sort of the build up to what happened and who these people are and what their what their backstory is. So uh, that is uh, that is the gist of what the wind is. And I will ask Tim the question: How do you feel yeah. about <laughs> the wind? Uh, yeah. So I, I I forget who it was. Um, that was saying they really like this movie. But I, I saw like someone saying like, "Oh, this like this is one of my you know favorite movies." I saw like the you know the last year or two or whatever. Uh, so I was like, oh, "Okay, I trust this person. I want to check it out." Um, uh, watching it, I wouldn't say that I loved it. I thought it was okay. Um, it's it's definitely a slow burn, and I think sometimes I could kind of feel it, uh, while other times I was kind of like digging it. You know, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I like where this is going. Sometimes like, all right, kind of hit a little bit of a lull. Um, but I do think it's an interesting premise. Uh, like, uh, and I guess it's kind of um, like you know, not like too far off. because uh, this was like a thing. Um. You know, they, they did around this time where, um, like, some of these areas out in the, I guess, kind of like the middle of the country or so or whatever, um, you know, they needed people to, uh, you know, populate it. So I think the government would actually give you, like, you know, uh, some land and some money to, you know, like, set up a, a you know a house, a farm or whatever. So people would do that. And then, like, I think, uh, you know, it did drive some people crazy because, yeah, you get, like, so isolated and and stuff and um so i think that's kind of a, a cool idea and yeah there's like some cool um you know creepy stuff in it but uh i mean o- overall I, I wouldn't say it was great though I th- but I, I didn't think it was like bad either yeah i it's what's funny is the movie was starting right and mm-hmm. i'd say the first like 10 15 minutes are really good and I was I was sitting there thinking because it, the first fifteen minutes has like almost no dialogue. It's all very quiet as we see things play out, uh, as tense things kind of happen. We feel the mood, the, the direction. I will say the direction and the editing is pretty solid throughout most of the movie. Yep. It feels very confident. Uh, this is from uh, I think first timer Emma Tammy is the director, and yep. the, which uh, is a 
it's nice too because we're uh, we're recording this on International uh, Women's Day, so yeah, nice female directed movie. We are. I mean, it will be weeks before you see this review, admittedly, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yes, we are, we happen to be recording this on International Women's Day. Yes, uh, uh, written by a woman as well, uh, Ter- Teresa Sullivan's the, the writer, and nice. the movie like I thought it started off really strong, and I was actually sitting there thinking, oh, that, like oh, if this stays as good as it is, like I'm going to be pissed that we didn't see this in 2018, so that we could yeah. we could have it on our top ten. But yeah. by the time I hit the halfway point, I was like, nah, that's when I made it. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I was sort of losing interest as it went on. I, I think the direction's really confident, but I felt like the deeper we're into its story, the more generic it got. There were some really sort of cheap mm-hmm. scares later on because so yeah. much of the first, like, you know, chunk of the movie is just tone. It's just about, like, it's almost like there's nothing really, like, supernatural happened. It's just the horror of the, the real things that are going on. But it plays in a, in a horror movie fashion where the music feels, like, dreadful. It feels like, oh, yeah. just something absolutely devastating has just happened and there's this, like, weight to everything around them and it feels like, you know, they're, they're carrying the weight of all this on their shoulders and you feel it the entire time and the, the camera's very slow and steady you know the opening shot's just pulling back out of the doors you know until it eventually reveals the characters and her walking out with the dead baby all that stuff really really good um but by the time it gets to later on and we're getting the flashbacks and we start talking about demons and we start having her see things uh, the actual supernatural stuff really didn't work for me and you know i appreciate what it's trying to do it is definitely a feminine perspective of a horror movie it's definitely dealing with uh, the main character's history with uh, childbirth and the the effects of that and the after effects, um, you know, it, it, it tackles a lot of things. I mean, one one of the big complaints we sometimes have in horror movies is when the the, the wife character is not believed by her husband. That kind of happens here uh, in this movie, but at least in this movie, is kind of thematically the point of what's going on is that it's dealing yeah. with uh, you know the women not being believed by their husbands, but. I, I, I ultimately I, I think it loses its steam uh, as it goes on and I was I was definitely kind of feeling out of it for the second half of the movie yeah no I, I'm the same way the thing that's kind of funny is it's it seems like it's two different movies like the like you're describing the first 10 15 minutes um where it is you know it, it's more slow and atmospheric um that's like kind of what I wanted out of it and then when it does get into the demony supernatural stuff, that just kind of feels like generic everyday yeah. horror movie stuff that we see. And so it, and it's, it's kind of weird because that's the stuff that's played up to be more like exciting or whatever. So like, I usually don't say this <laughs> about movies, but like this could probably have been slower, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like maybe get rid of that stuff and yeah, just keep yeah, the one... kind of tension dread stuff. Because I I wasn't like a I wasn't uh, fussed when it went to the first flashback. I thought, oh yeah, the odd flashback will be nice. But the flashbacks are actually the majority of the movie. And once it became clear that that's where most of the story was, and the stuff in the present day, well, you know, you know, in the, in the context of the movie, uh, when that stuff was go- going on, because like, I I thought like the main point of this movie was going to be her on her own and something you know otherworldly that she can't really understand or see attacks or or something. And it wasn't really that at all. It was more to do with what was in, what was in the flashbacks. And I, there's there's a scale that happens about halfway through in the flashbacks that where I realized, okay, I think I don't like this movie that much. At least you know, like I was, you know, I was notably disappointed because it started off so strong, and there's a scare in the middle where there's like a I don't want to say ghost, but like you know, there's like a face there or something. And yeah. I, I was just kind of like, oh, we're just we're doing this, <laughs> we're doing this generic stuff, and. 
it, I, it lost a lot of steam for me at that point in the movie and it never really quite regained any of its momentum for me because i think what makes the first half or the first uh, like 15 20 minutes so effective is that it's so quiet and it's so much about just visual uh like danger like when she senses something she gets a shotgun out because she sees like a wolf or whatever it may be like it's all just slow build and like and that's like kind of what you feel like the point of the movie should be like you should uh-huh. never really hear much other than the wind because like you know that that sound of the wind blowing like you know from outside is like just so like ominous and everything that it's like yeah it can really you know instantly make it like effective and creepy and stuff and yeah when they kind of get away from that it's uh yeah it just gets like feels a little less interesting and i really want to emphasize that it is well directed and i think that's why that yeah. first section is so effective is because it's got very confident steady direction and that's why it kind of hurts when the story kind of gets in the way of that almost at least that's what it felt like to me because it it was like it presented me this movie that i really wanted and really liked and then started to just turn into like something far less interesting as it went on and that was that was kind of rough and yeah again like i say i appreciate the themes that it was going for one that once it did introduce more story but I felt like it could be stripped back. I felt like it could be a far more subtle and like, don't, don't tell us this. Don't tell us all of this backstory. Have it be a bit more, you know, uh, like if anything, make the flashbacks just as quiet, you know, make the flashbacks be just as awkwardly silent and let, let the, let the visuals sort of speak for themselves because I was really into that at the start of the movie. So, uh, yeah, totally. Um, and you know, I, I, uh, I, I hate to, you know, like, poo-poo it too much because uh, I, I do think there is um some good stuff there and, and like you know uh there's some talent put in here versus like you know some schlocky like generic jump scare hollywood movie that you know we see a lot of yeah like, you know, it, it's not it, like that yeah i want to make it clear that the back half isn't like the worst ever it's yeah. just disappointingly mediocre this mm-hmm. <laughs> is basically how i'd describe it whereas yeah. the, the, the first like chunk of the movie like is just so effective in what it's doing yeah. Uh, it's a yeah it's a shame and it's like uh you know i like i think you like just watched this like a little uh a while ago before we started recording but like uh-huh. i watched this like a i guess like a couple of days now like I, I guess maybe at this point it would have been like about two or three days and like it's already like pretty forgettable in, in my uh-huh. head <laughs> you know like it doesn't uh you, you know, like the, I mean, the stuff that here and there, obviously, but yeah, it's not like something that I, I feel like is going to stick with you that long. Yeah, uh, Kaylin Gerard, who plays Lizzie, the the lead character, she she's pretty good. I think the cast is, you know, pretty pretty good across the board. Yeah. There's there's not really anything to complain about too much. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I do there's think a good goat in it. there's a goat in it. Yes, yeah, so I did yeah. kind of <laughs> think of you when the goat had that prominent scene. <laughs> Uh, you know Emma, the other uh, lady character, who's the neighbor character, who you know was the, who's dead at the start of the movie, and we get the flashbacks, is you know for her story. She like I do think like her character, I don't love that much because she's played a little bit too. She's kind of like crazy right off the bat. Yeah, like, uh, she's a bit bit too in her face, I guess. Uh, it could have been a bit a yeah. bit, bit more uh, nuanced, I suppose. But uh, sure. it's, it's it's a relatively minor complaint in in the scheme of the characters and the acting. Like, I think they were solid. I mean, it, really, it's Lizzie and Isaac who are the two that uh, we really spend time with. Lizzie, obviously, more so, but Isaac definitely has the most to do outside of her. Yeah, my my kind of one complaint, and I don't know, this might seem like a little silly, but 
everyone like seemed like too clean. Like I, I kept thinking, like I feel like these people should be dirtier. <laughs> like, like you know, back in this time, like you know, all you all you're doing is like <laughs> running around and <laughs> getting kicked in the head by like horses or something. Like, I feel like people should just have a lot more dirt on them. Fair, fair. You're, you're critiquing the uh, <laughs> the makeup and uh, costuming department there for not making them look dirty enough. Yeah, I'll take them to task. Okay, Tim's got it out for you. <laughs> look out, look out, hot makeup and uh, costuming departments. Tim's yeah. coming for you. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't struck by that problem uh, necessarily. Um, if anything, what takes what takes me out of sometimes these period pieces is the, the dialogue sounding too modern at times, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I feel like they speak a little, like, I feel like I notice a difference. Like, I'd understand it if I went back in time and spoke to these people, but it felt like it was like, you know... But, I did think it was weird when, uh, you know, Isaac told uh, Lizzie to uh, back that ass up. I thought I knew that was going to be a yeah. joke. I knew you were building <laughs> it something stupid. I knew you were. I thought you were going to say like psych or something like that. But no, yeah, yeah. I knew it was building it something stupid. Uh, yeah, all the kids uh, love saying psych nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's still far too modern for this time period. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when Gideon, uh, I don't know, I don't, uh, I'm not gonna make <laughs> that joke. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the movie, yeah, the movie is unfortunately very mixed, and I, I wish it wasn't because I, I think there's so much potential when it started, yeah. and uh, that, that's kind of almost more hurtful than just being bad because it's like, oh, this could have been more, this could have been better, this could have been this and that and something yeah. else. Yeah. But hey, uh, so we'll give the spoiler warning then. I'll just fill spoilers for for the wind. I will. Uh, I will take this time to thank our patron producers for the month. So thank you to David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, Tyler Hess, and Talking Superman. They're all patrons at a twenty dollar or above tiers. Uh, you of course can support us for far less than that. Though you can support us for as little as one dollar per month. Uh, you can get a warm fuzzy feeling in your stomach for keeping all the content coming and supporting everything we do. But you do get an exclusive bonus episode of Screams After Midnight every month for your one dollar as well as some bonus stuff for some other shows that we have on Mail Fuzz TV. Uh, and of course, at the $5 tier, you get early access uh, by one day for every movie review episode, and you get to vote on an episode once per month. So go and have a look and see if you want to keep all the shows coming and support everything we do. Uh, but hey, uh, so spoilers then for The Wind. Um, and you know, I'm impressed that neither, neither of us have made a fart joke yet. Like, I really am. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was such obvious, you know, Sure. Low hanging for it that I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I, I mean, I, I, I've been racking my brain about uh, trying to make a demon wind <laughs> reference. <but laughs> I haven't, haven't gotten there yet. In fact, Demon Wind was, in fact, a one dollar exclusive episode on uh, mm-hmm. on Patreon.com slash TV. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to talk about it in order because it's jumping back and forth in the timeline. Uh, so, I, I guess we'll just sort of go more chronological. Uh, which is to say that you know this new couple uh, move in to this abandoned cabin near the the main house where Isaac and Lizzie, Lizzie live, and it's Emma and and Gideon, and right away like we get this vibe that like Emma doesn't really respect Gideon because Gideon's not as strong as Isaac. You know, I, I, Isaac's a very kind of like handyman. He builds things. He knows how to plant you know crops and things like that. Gideon is too proud to work for her father, and over the course of the movie like she kind of keeps dropping these little comments about how isaac's stronger than her husband is and it's like 
it kind of plants this seed of jealousy and kind of like oh like emma wants isaac for herself and uh later when when emma's pregnant you know she even has a diary that you know eventually Lizzie reads this in the present sort of day part of the timeline uh it claims that isaac is the father even though there's like there's no evidence to suggest that that's actually true um and you know the whole idea is that there is something out there that the wind does contain some kind of entity and only the women are being subject to it and being victimized seemingly even more so when they're pregnant because uh, we find out that lizzie was pregnant at one point and uh, the baby did not survive uh, but on the, uh, during the pregnancy though lizzie did become kind of paranoid and kind of uh, dare i say kind of crazy uh, thinking that a demon was after her and her child uh there's a little sort of like pamphlet that they have uh, both her and emma have one uh, which they got from a priest on the way into the area uh which says you know prairie demons and it lists like a variety of demons and their names and what they do and yeah. you know, whatever and and, and uh, i i forget do, do we know what isaac's job is i don't think he has it i mean i think his job is just to plant crops and Okay, because it seems like he's like away from the house like very often. So I don't know if he, yeah, like uh, did he have something that was like it seemed like it would take him away from the house for well long he's stretches a, of time. He's away from the house in the present day part because he's dealing with Gideon uh, helping him like move because he, his wife just died. Okay. Uh, okay, the stuff in the flashbacks, I don't know if it's like I think it's just that he goes into town to get supplies and stuff for that. I don't think it's okay. Um. I, I don't think he's away for days at a time in the flashbacks. I think he's just away for during the day while he's doing stuff, okay. and then he's back later, I think. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the job is just, you know, he's, he's there to... Basically, just, yeah, like, taking farm. care of the land yeah. and the animals and crops and stuff. All right. Gotcha. I think so. I think so. I mean, it's all <laughs> completely wrong. But, uh, so, yeah, so Lizzie, like, Lizzie's her baby. And this is referenced a couple of times. We don't find this out till a little bit into the movie when Emma asks why they don't have any kids. Um, and then, you know, from there, like, you know, Gideon, like, wakes them up one night and they call, Lizzie and Isaac comment how they're a, a little bit weird, a little bit quiet throughout a couple of times. But then Gideon comes by on the door one night asking like, to, for help because, because uh, Emma's sick and not, not in a, like a, a you know, a, a flu kind of way. She's kind of starting to go a little bit crazy and she's, she's, r- r- you know, mumbling about demons and she won't let anyone talk to her and she's getting kind of like lashing out and hitting people. Uh, and this seems to be very similar to what happened to Lizzie during her pregnancy, although we don't necessarily see it in that order. Ultimately, she's going kind of crazy. Um, and the belief throughout most of the movie is that Emma kills herself with Lizzie's shotgun, uh, a shotgun which, was given to her from Isaac because he got worried that she was getting scared whenever she was on her own. So he gave her a shotgun. Uh, but we find out, we reveal at the end of the movie that it seems like Lizzie actually shot her out of jealousy, mm-hmm. believing her to be after her, her husband. Um, so the mm-hmm. movie's kind of, you know, it's getting a lot of stuff, the post-traumatic stress of losing a child. I think it's dealing with that. I, I, I was wondering at various points in the movie, like, is there an implication here that maybe there is no real demon and this is just her post-traumatic stress of like yeah. losing a child and the paranoia and you know whatever comes with that that, that she's facing um obviously the fact that there's another character going through the same thing kind of says it isn't that and it's mm. you know as what it is yeah. <laughs> um unless you're going with the metaphor of like this is this is a movie to show like how men perceive women when they're going through things like this you know because they always say oh women be crazy when they're pregnant and things <laughs> 
yeah we do say that <laughs> yes on a weekly basis Tim yes uh, but you know, like, I, I, you know is, is it sort of because I mean a lot of this movie is like you know Isaac doesn't believe her he doesn't believe that something's out there even after Emma's you know died and you know Emma seemed to believe something as well and he's like, no 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 she believed this stuff in the pamphlet and it led to her death and you know now you're going crazy again you know, I thought we were past this and it's not until he like sort of sees the uh the journal and stuff that he kind of like comes to the realization that maybe his wife had something to do with the death of this woman um and this sort of freaks him out and you know the movie ends with her stabbing isaac in the neck you know because he ties her up thinking she's a danger to herself and him and you know she kills him and then just you know the movie ends with her like sort of sitting in the field in a desert just sort of you know contemplating her pregnancy and like you know what she's lost in her life and um, so I, I, I was definitely getting vibes that you know even if it's even if there is literally a demon there sort of goading her on that there is kind of definitely allegories here to the post-traumatic stress of losing a child sure um and everything she's going through from that um but it, it, but i was also maybe contemplating the idea that maybe like all the stuff emma said to her about isaac maybe that never actually happened maybe she never yeah, said that yeah. yeah you know it was just something she was imagining that's entirely possible yeah i got that vibe too um and you know, it's uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what the movie is ultimately trying to say. Yeah, if it does want you to believe that, no, there's something actually out there, which I, I guess probably seems you know, more than likely. But it definitely seems like there's an angle of yeah, how much of this is, you know, in our head. And then if you have the, um, you know, like, a, you know, post-traumatic stress stuff, but also just coupled with like the you know uh isolation of you know you're living by yourself and you know even with you know your husband there if he's not there like you know most of the time that um you know what can that do to your mind like how's that you know what happens to you when you have like you know so you're barely seeing people like from day to day and that sort of thing yeah and to go to go to sort of tie that into the the, the feminine perspective there this idea that she's supposed to just wait around and do house things well oh, sure. you know yeah. he's out interacting with people and she's left there to sort of uh go crazy on her own essentially that's uh, a good point yeah so you know there's yeah, so, there's some there's some ideas there and like I, I think like some of those are good obviously we have to talk about the the scenes with the priest uh who arrives oh, right, yeah. um and the way I took this, at least again, you can always say that none of this is real or whatever. But the way mm. I took this is that you know the priest does come here. He does like ask for the shelter because he's been traveling, and she gives him something to drink, and they they talk a little bit, and he sort of like acknowledges that she's kind of not God fearing anymore. She's kind of lost her, her way in that sense, and he she says you can stay in the you know the the, the barn or the hut or whatever uh, until morning because you shouldn't be traveling at night. And in the middle of the night, the door bangs and it's him, and he's like, "Oh, there's something out here that attacked me. Let me in." And this, this, this version of the priest is actually not the priest. This is the this is a priest that turns like, out to be the the demon itself because his his eyes yeah. go dark and he kind of like. And it was stuff like this when like stuff starts flying around the room and he's like, you know, saying things in a demonic voice. Or in fact, the, the, the uh, jump scare that I was saying that I hated in the middle is uh, in the present day portion after we find out kind of some of the stuff that happened to Emma. Uh, in present day, after she's kind of like woken up from a nap because she drugged herself to fall asleep because she couldn't sleep, uh, this is after the wolf attack and maybe after like seeing the goat was I alive. About the yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a whole movie. This is the, in the good part of the movie because it's just visual. It's just her getting scared because there's wolves there and running back to the house yeah. to protect herself. Um, but like she goes over to the the other house where Emma and Gideon lived and 
like a ghost version of like Emma like talks to her like just appears in a jump scare with a loud jump and then starts to, and says something to her and I'm like I hate this moment like this <laughs> this moment took me out of the movie so much and I'm just yeah. I, you know like it, it lost so much credibility for me at that point yeah uh like what kind of sucks like the uh, the whole you know thing with the priest I, I do think it actually starts off well and then um it, yeah unfortunately it feels like a missed opportunity because it's uh I, I think that could be a a good idea there for a scare or to do something creepy but yeah again like we we're saying like you keep it a little more subdued and I think you know, instead of a slower build yeah. would be what you need because basically he accidentally says something really quickly that he, he shouldn't know and he's like oh well i guess i've revealed myself i'm the demon and that's it yeah like, you know. yeah then it like yeah quickly goes from like you know uh yeah zero to like 50 and like, like really quick like imagine if like this was the first character she got to speak to the whole movie right and then imagine that we spent like a long ass scene like a good 20 minute 15 20 minute scene of her talking to him and he's not outright saying anything evil but he's kind of slowly manipulating or, or trying to get her to talk about certain things or he's pushing certain buttons or whatever like and it could be this slow realization but instead it's just like whoops a daisy i revealed a thing mm-hmm. that i shouldn't know i'm a demon yeah yeah, like that could have been really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, that yeah, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of moments like that. They're just a little too generic that yeah, don't really do much for you. Yeah, I, I think it showed something. I was kind of out of it. Like you know, when she flies across the room and lands in a pair of scissors, like, like I feel like this <laughs> this, this movie is so much about the 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 sort of more grounded dread. I felt uh, really. Yeah early on where it was ta- it was taking normal things and making them scary and i'm okay with the idea of something being in the wind but i, I feel like this movie would have really benefited from keeping it a bit more vague and a bit more kind of like is there something really there you know kind of kind of thing ha- having like a character whose like, eyes go black and have having like a demonic voice is yeah. just i don't know it's just it took me out of it felt a bit cheesy and i mean yeah. part of the reason why i think you know she maybe imagined a lot of things is because the, the husband Isaac says that he passed the priest on his way back home the next day because th- this was actually part of the movie that I thought w- was really weird to me it was weird having him back in the present day segment because I felt like the whole point of the present day segment was for her to be on her own and be isolated yeah. so it was kind of weird when we got to a point in the back like third where he's just around again I was like oh we're, he's, he's back and everything's kind of normal and they're having apart from the fact that she's going crazier obviously uh, yeah. or more paranoid perhaps maybe a better word but uh, I, I kind of like the the idea of like um like you saying that uh you spend almost like half the movie with her not interacting with anyone like that actually might have been like cooler if um yeah it is just a movie about her being uh, alone for most of the time and then um yeah if you do get a person like you know wandering priest or um you know like a a neighbor you've never seen before showing up like you know you can have it be a much you know more subtle creepy kind of thing yeah have it be be kind of tense because you don't know if you can trust them there's a line at one point in the flashbacks where they say that they don't have the luxury of like not knowing their their neighbors like you know that strangers can be stay strangers when you're in the city but here it's different we have to kind of get to know that the the only two people who are here um and like you know maybe there's something to that theme of like (laughs) like her trusting this priest because she's like she's just relieved to talk to someone and maybe the fact that he has a priest is comforting and like you know maybe lowers her guard a little bit because oh it's a priest like he's a kind old man like you know yeah nothing to fear here right 
but you know maybe he slowly turns or, or, or whatever I, I think the, the opening of the movie set me up for like a movie where she's on her own and like you know fending for herself and then totally. the movie yeah. like got so filled with flashbacks but it was like constant flashbacks like was, was you know it, it became a it became a sort of thing where we'd have like you know two or three scenes of flashbacks like a solid five minute chunk and we come back to the present day stuff with her on her own but the stuff on her on her own would be like 30 seconds to a minute it wouldn't last that long and it'd be back to flashbacks again yeah. it would you know it'd be sort of you know it started to really weigh towards the flashbacks and then you have her with the husband coming back and it felt like it set me up for this movie with her on her own and then it felt like it started to betray that it, like it betrayed the movie it kind of got me excited for and it's own yeah. and it's own opening sort of like 15 minutes because all that yeah. stuff at the start where she's on her own she's even just washing her clothes and what because it's like her washing the blood out of the stuff because because they try to like do a c-section on the on emma and then she's washing the blood off the table she's scrubbing the the knife that she used to cut her stomach open she's she's scrubbing her clothes she's scrubbing her apron even and then the wolves show up and she runs back to the house to get the shotgun and she's you know just scrambling to save herself like all that stuff was just so well paced and so well kind of like methodical and like i'm like yeah. okay i'm being i'm drawn into her story i'm drawn into like you know what the mood is right now and what, what happened the night before and uh yeah and, and from there it just kind of became overstuffed with like here's lots of normal talking scenes <laughs> i guess i don't know and it's like all that like all, all those scenes of them like like talking it's just like it's not interesting <laughs> like there's uh a lot of stuff that's just like i don't really care about this like yeah yeah i have to say as much as i appreciate the themes that it was going for i think when they actually brought in the idea that emma was starting to was in love with isaac or whatever and she's getting there's a whole scene where she's sitting saying hey guess what i'm going to name my baby to to oh, yeah, to lizzie yeah. and if it's a girl like she's guessing names oh, i'm going to guess name it elizabeth after you it's like what if it's a boy take a guess and she's like isaac and she's like yep and yeah. she's like, oh, maybe Gideon will leave and it'll just be the three of us. And it's like, you know, the, the, when, when I started getting to this stuff, I, it kind of like, I, I again, I appreciate kind of what it's doing thematically, but like, it was kind of like, this is not really the movie I was kind of geared up for. And, sure. and, not, and we're not even talking about a trailer or even like my preconceived notes, because I didn't even know what this was like. I mean, I, I saw a trailer like two years ago, but like, I didn't remember yeah. it. Uh, but my, my like, expectations for this movie came from the movie itself and the, the opening chunk. So yeah. when it started doing kind of this almost love triangle kind of paranoia, it was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess that's what we're doing there. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a shame. Uh, yeah, it did have some promise. And, and again, like, it's not the, like, worst thing in the world. Like, you know, we've seen, you know, plenty of worse movies than this. It, it's just like not necessarily nothing special which when it starts off with something that could potentially be um you know a, a little different a little more interesting and then um yeah just kind of slowly yeah degrades into something that's just like okay fine whatever <laughs> yeah now i was really i was really because the opening really made me think that it was going to end with a husband returning after all the chaos happens um yeah. but then you know but then obviously it became what it became and uh it's yeah it's, it's frustrating but it, like it's, yeah like you say it's, it's not the worst thing ever like you know the, the performances are generally good the direction's solid throughout the editing's you know fairly solid a couple of the jump scares are bullshit but i can't really blame the editor because it's not really the editor's choice for that i mean sure. it's more the director but the direction is typically really good though 
Um, and it feels like it's a director you maybe keep an eye on, maybe with you know future movies. Uh, oh, we, yeah, can, totally. we can see her improve and see a more uh, refined story, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, as it is, it's just okay. I, w- I wouldn't yeah. necessarily go out of your way to see it. But I would recommend it a lot more than, you know, some of the other crap we watch for sure. Because <laughs> it's yeah. not terrible. I really want that clear. It's not a terrible movie. It's yeah. just, it's it's disappointing and middling when I, I really, the opening really set me up to think, oh, this might be really good. This might be something really mm-hmm. special with this woman on her own, like fending her off against like unknown things happening around her. Um, mm-hmm. And because yeah, I, I wonder if it's almost meant to kind of subvert your expectations a little bit in that sense where it starts off with her a shotgun she's defending herself and it's going like hey this is a movie about an independent woman who can defend herself like we're going for an empowering thing but then the movie kind of like strips that away and like makes her you know seem like you know crazy or, or whatever as the movie goes on like the idea that it wants yeah. you to think oh we're doing the, the empowered you know female lead character but we're actually going to sort of strip her away and maybe that's kind of the point maybe the whole point of this is that hey we want to do a movie about a, a completely you know damaged character we want to do a movie about someone who is flawed and is going through a lot of shit that we, we you know doesn't get explored with female characters as often as it does male characters like i mean if they were gonna do that though, they they should have gave her a tattoo on her forehead that said "damage." <laughs> yeah. Very good point, Sam. Yes. <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we're we're more or less uh, we're we're more or less uh, done uh, with the yeah. movie. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add before we uh, before we rate? I mean, not really. Like, uh, like honestly, it's like I, I just watched it a few days ago, but it, it 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 really feels like a lot of it has left my memory. Like, um, yeah, like I kind of like the general beats, but like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like some of the finer points, and it it's uh, yeah, it's a little difficult. What did you think um, about the uh, scene where it's towards the end? She's trying to convince Isaac there's something really there. And we see like a, a, you know, what she's seeing. We're seeing like a shadow with hands, kind of like sort of crawl above, you know, on the ceiling. Yeah, I don't think like any of the. I I guess it's just like similar like throughout most of the movie where it's like, I I didn't think it was necessarily bad, but uh-huh. also not necessarily good. Like yeah, it's, it, it's just too overt. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. too overt. I. Yeah, it was even the music actually. I, th- I thought the music started off really good because when it um when it started after the title screen, it did this thing where it was doing kind of the the, the violin come in for like this almost western soundtrack, but underneath that violin there was a slow horror like string mm. going underneath the whole thing, and I thought, well, that's a really nice mix of styles. Like I'm hearing both a western soundtrack and a horror soundtrack mixed together, and I thought, ooh, that sounds quite good. Um, I didn't really notice the music as much after that though, admittedly. So. Yeah. I, I guess it wasn't as distinct as I was hoping. Um, but, hey, I, I guess we'll rate the movie then. Uh, what are you giving The Wind? Uh, I, I think, I mean, again, um, there's uh, there's definitely some good stuff in it. Like, uh, yeah, I think there is, uh, you know, like we said, like good direction, good performances. I, I do, um, I, I, I am interested to see, yeah, what else is uh you know, director might have coming up, but um, yeah, at the same time, there's just a lot that ends up being a little generic or forgettable, you know, especially, you know, um, maybe after like a third or a fourth of the way in. And 
I think after I watched it, I was maybe slightly a little bit more positive. Like it's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And I, I was thinking maybe around a six, but I, I'm going to go just a scotch down uh, and give it a 5.5 just because, yeah, again, I just, I just feel like a lot of it is it kind of just like left my memory bank. Like, I mean, I mean, maybe that's on me, but like, um, yeah, it, it just, I don't know. If it's only been a couple of days, it's already starting to feel like forgettable to me. You know, it's not a great sign. But uh, again, though, uh, there's certainly more stuff to be uh, like respected and, and uh, commendable here than a lot of the other crap uh, that they put in theaters <laughs> nowadays. So, yeah, at least give it credit for that. It's, uh, I, I watched it on Hulu. Uh, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if it's just streaming on Hulu proper or if it's on Showtime. Um, I think I have like a Showtime thing on Hulu. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's it's not my uh, subscription. It's my brother, so uh, he might have it. But um, fraud. If you fraud. <laughs> they let you share it. They, they give you multiple profiles. Okay. Uh, so. Um, yeah, so I, so I think if you uh, do have it streaming, it might be worth checking out. Uh, I mean, you know, even if you just, you know, if you're like us and you just want to watch maybe like the first uh, little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least get a feeling for that. But yeah, I think I'm going to go 5.5 for now. Yeah, I've already agree with the 5.5. I think, you know, I, when it started, I felt such promise and potential. And then I, I was kind of dwindled over the course of it. So I, I can go with the straight middle score because there is really good direction. And it feels very confident. And I'm excited to see what she does in the future, the director that is. Uh, but ultimately, there's just too much generic stuff kind of filtered in uh, by the time we get halfway through. Where, you know, like the, the horror stuff becomes just too in your face in a way that I don't like. And... I think if it had just stayed invisible, I think that'd have been such a a, a wise choice, uh, yeah. if nothing else. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. That is the wind. Uh, you can of course let us know what you think of the movie if you've seen it in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the twitters at Screams Midnight for uh, your horror movie updates and general ramblings from Tim and whatnot. Uh, so you can of course do all that. You can get us on mail with us. Uh, Sorry, you guys on patreon.com slash TV uh, to support us, as we mentioned earlier. So go and have a look at that. Uh, you can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. Helps us out a lot if you do that. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So uh, thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we will see you next time. <laughs>